Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle. And today's topic is event writing, part two, process. So yeah, we are definitely still on event planning. We still have one more week to go. And again, this is for um, if you're doing the summer of fiction writing with us, if you're doing NaNoWriMo in November, if you're doing Script Frenzy or Three Day Novel, anything out there, because there's 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 you know plenty of event writing uh, activities, and this is about process. So we'll get into that. But as we always do, we're going to talk about our weeks. So Holly, how did your week go? I had an awesome week. Uh, I had well, I had. <laughs> I yeah, had, I was going to say, wait a minute. Yeah, there. seriously. I had really good things happen in an otherwise just really difficult week. <laughs> but I'm just going to focus on the really good things here. Um, I got 5,138 words on the Ohio novel in spite of all the crap yeah. that went on. Um, nice. Yes. And oh my God, I love that book so much. And I am so excited about it. And um, it, it's just, I've, I have... It is the reason that I reinstituted the Friday snippet. I was going to say, yeah, I remember, like, you told me to go ahead and read the one on fr- on Friday last week, mm-hmm. and oh my god, that was so cute, and it was so weird. <laughs> yes, and I have a new Friday snip up, snippet up from this Friday, and um, I'm just, oh, I'm just having such fun with that novel. And the other thing is I finished the How to Write a Novel class, including... Yay! <laughs> the bonus, yeah, seriously. So, yeah, so it's not 38 weeks, it's the 39th week. Yes. Because you get the extra week in there. Right, because That's the bonus cool. is the 39th week, but it's it's the 38 weeks of lessons plus the bonus. And the bonus is interweaving multiple story threads in big complex novels, and I did that, and it's, an, it's a video. I have the transcript going off to my transcription company. Um, I've got, it's got screenshots, it's got um, a... PDF that goes along with it, um, that goes through just the basic process of setting up. And uh, it was a really big, really important bonus because when you're writing a novel and you just have one character, it's pretty straight. You want just one main point of view character. It's pretty straightforward. But Mm -hmm. at the point where you get um, two antagonists and two protagonists that have their own points of view and you have the story taking place across different parts of a world simultaneously, and you have And then to... you might also have a couple of POV characters thrown in there. Right. Well, no, I'm saying if you have four POV characters... No, and... I'm, I'm saying the occasional character oh, that might right. pop then in like additional, four or five times. Sure. Additional yeah. characters with shorter storylines, and all of your protagonists have at least one and possibly two major story conflicts that are running through the entire novel from start to finish, things get a little complicated. And trying to keep track of where everybody is and what they're doing and um, who does what next in order to make the story as interesting as possible is a bitch. 
Yeah. And <laughs> I was sitting in my office um, in the little place in South Florida that we lived the first time we lived there, that rental place. Yeah. On the top of the stairs, trying to figure out how to untangle Diplomacy of Wolves because I had <laughs> multiple point of view yeah. characters and multiple locations and just a ton of stuff going on. And I thought, this I've never done anything like this before. How do I do this? And I sat there and I figured it out and I nailed it. And I have used the process ever since. So the other thing I did was uh, I built the Summer of Fiction Writing classroom and yeah. the forum that links to it. So And it is an automatic. When people go in now, uh, if you create a free account, then that is one of the classes along with flash fiction that automatically shows up in your account. It's just right there. Got a bunch of downloads for you of... Oh, yeah. You little... got a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah. I was looking through it and I was like, holy shit, this is a lot of work. Because <laughs> you, you just had to put everything in like PDF format and put it in there. Yeah. And I saw the thing about the kids too. I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, But if yeah. you have kids um, and we've already got like... I, I was reading through the forums, just scrolling around. We've got like five or six kids interested in doing this, um, this thing. This it's the superheroes workshop. Superhero workshop, yeah. yeah. And we've already got parents saying, "Oh my god, they're so excited!" And that is so cool to me. Like, especially one was like twelve, one was fifteen, one was um, like eleven or, or ten or eleven or something and I, I was just blown away I was like oh my goodness that's amazing that is so cool I had such fun building it and it, <laughs> it and seriously and I had such fun drawing my superhero in both normal and and superhero form my oh god you drew them yes oh I need to look at that pdf yes and included my drawings as demos I did a demo with every single thing the way I do with my adult classes and one of the things I did was I drew my superhero in its goldfish bowl for the normal version and then superfish um it, <laughs> so you did a fish i did a goldfish <laughs> yes um and i explained why i made my superhero a goldfish and all right so if you want to if you want to see holly's superhero even <laughs> if you're not going to um even if you're not a kid and you're not going to do a superhero story get the hell in there get that uh <laughs> that download and take a look at her superhero goldfish yes fish and superfish oh all right so was that was that your week that was my week and in, in spite of the fact that the site was it was just it was a chaos it was a very very busy messy chaos and i was exhausted by the end of the week but i yeah. am better today and yeah i know you had a really i mean you had monday through saturday week you were oh, working yeah. full days monday through saturday yeah and that that proves the strength of fiction that proves because your fiction still made it a good week yeah and i think that that's an important thing to make sure and highlight for anybody listening is that holly had a very very stressful week <laughs> it was it just all of the background work that you guys never see her have to do yeah and it was just all day every day including saturday which she usually tries to take off and it, it, her fiction still made everything okay. Yep. Best case, it was an 80-hour week. I think it was probably worse than that. But, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, and it that was sounds still, about right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was But still, it was still worth it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> and, and I got my snippet up on my blog, so. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, hollylyle, L-I-S-L-E dot com, one word. And then just check, click on the little blog link, 
And uh, I think it's actually going to pop up on the It's the just on the front page now. Snippet. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. So um, my week, I'll start into my week real quick, but I wanted to give a shout out to one of our um, people in the forums. So I, I just wanted to say that Natasha in the 10 minute timer challenge thread uh, was, you know, just has been popping in every single day and just it, it, the days that she misses popping in, she still comes in and she still writes, you know, this day I did this many. She's done five months straight. Wow. Yeah. Five months straight of 10 minute timer challenges. I mean, that is that is consistency. And that's that's writing like every I, I don't know if it's I think it's every single day now personally like I don't write every day especially Sundays Sundays is a podcast day and originally I was going to take off Mondays Saturdays and Mondays but now with the summer fiction writing those are my two writing days for the summer fiction writing yeah but you know there's there's no way to say like you have to write every single day but if you're writing five days a week and you're consistent and you write every single one of those five days a week for five months that's amazing yeah. you know whatever whatever her her every day that she's supposed to write she writes five months that's you know i just really wanted to give her a shout out because that's that's crazy consistent yeah she, she yeah. kicked ass that was awesome yeah so um my week was pretty crazy um I took Monday off because of the because I did everything on the podcast on Sunday and it was, you know, a lot of work and I decided, well, Mondays I'm going to start taking off. Well, Tuesday, apparently my muse was not happy with the Monday off and it wrote two scenes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. You, you can you can do that. And then on Wednesday, my muse wanted to write another scene, two scenes. I was like, okay, but, you know, calm down. <laughs> Have some um, dip. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and it's just the thing is like, I don't want to burn out and I know myself. And then uh, Tony had to go and visit his granddaughter on Thursday and Friday. And while I'm very happy for him and very happy for his, his son and future daughter-in-law, it's just hard for me personally, no kids, you know, I'm not going to have grandkids. And this is something that I'm struggling through right now. So I decided, or my muse decided that we were going to fill in the time with fiction and lessons. So... I got four scenes on Thursday and four scenes on Friday. It's <laughs> awesome. Plus, yeah, plus a lot of lessons. So I got 14,587 words in four days. Damn. Now, it's not it's not the best I've ever done because of the three-day novel, but considering that I was not stressing myself, I was taking breaks to go. After every scene, I would clean something or I would hit something else on my to-do list and, you know, give the rats some, some me time because you're supposed to spend some time with them every day. Um, yeah, so I was still getting other shit around the house done, but yeah, uh, almost, you know, 15,000 words. That's pretty, pretty good for, for my 1,000 words a day goal. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's and two apparently, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's two weeks, seven days a week. Yeah. So really, <laughs> that's like three weeks in four days. Yeah. 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 You so my muse has also decided it's not going to be a 30,000 word or a 50,000 word novel because we just now hit the midpoint. So she, she's kicking it up to 60 and threatening 70. And right now I'm sitting at 35,909 words. So I'm, I'm feeling good. Fantastic. You know? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention a couple of things with uh, the 
Okay, so if anybody doesn't know, I'm writing this novel while I'm going through the How to Write a Novel course. And uh, some of the things that really got me this week were the toys on the floor. Um, the lesson kind of shows you how to find stuff. And I found by paying attention and reading the lesson and really thinking about it, I found out how to rework the first page. Not first page, the second scene, the, the very first time you meet this one character, because I realized that even though I, as the author, knew what they were doing, I was trying to portray them as doing something else. Because I want, I want that misdirection. Mm -hmm. I want the readers to assume what everybody would assume in that situation. But I had them acting completely wrong. I, I, I found out, like, because they were acting, it, it's, it's, I had them act the way that they would act if they were doing the wrong thing. And I realized, no, wait a minute. Oh. They're doing this other thing. I have to have them act this other way. And it makes the scene creepier. It makes the scene scarier. Like, feel more dangerous. And, and the reader's going to be like, what are they doing? Awesome. Oh, my God. Is this, is this a dangerous thing you know yeah yeah so I, I I found that and then I also found that my your muse will put in different things about different characters and you won't realize that they're there until you know you start paying attention and basically this one girl is being haunted by a ghost but I have her obsessed with Supernatural the TV show <laughs> and, um, of course, she likes the guys. They're hot. So she's named her three rats. I put rats in the book. After Sam, Dean, and Castiel. So I had her name her freaking rats. I mean, she has, like, a supernatural poster and supernatural bed sheets. And she doesn't use what she's learned from the show against this ghost. I was like, that's definitely a toy on the floor. A toy I right. left on the floor. Because that gives her actions that she can take. They're not going to work. But because it's TV, because it's make-believe, because it's imagination. And because maybe some of the stuff that is in that show might work, but not the same way in Fulton Hills. So she's, she's, not, she's just not doing things right. But I wanted her to be a person of action. And she's very tough. And she's, she's just a cool kid mm -hmm. and she's strong. But when she's in there with the ghost, she wasn't acting like that. So I needed to, that was one of the toys on the floor that I, I really oh, needed yes. to change. <laughs> also, um, what my characters know that I don't. That was amazing. That apparently led to, there is a shed I was unaware about. And right, no, a, don't do that. Uh, but a special yeah. thing about the shed. I don't know. I don't want to give too much away because, yeah, I know some exactly. of the people that have been talking to me on the forums and in messages want to read these books, so I don't want to give too much away. Um, but yeah, and then I also got the summer of fiction writing <laughs> started yesterday, June first. I know that this is Tuesday when you're listening, but today's Sunday, so I got twelve hundred fifteen words done on the Fulton County. And built in the a couple of extra because originally it was just Fulton Hills, Standing River, Crystal Falls. Crystal Falls was the big city. Fulton Hills was the medium size. Standing River was smaller. Um, and then 
I realized like, no, there's more to this. And then I built up this nature preserve and figured out how everything worked together. And I figured out the, the magic. I know I've mentioned this before. The magic is leaking, but it causes different effects in different towns. So I figured out what the different effects are. And a couple of things I created were really amazing. I mean, I, and it's something that mm -hmm. knowing these things, I can mention in this book, I can, I can just kind of hint nice. towards. And it's something that readers can read about later. You know, I'm just, the way that I'm building this up, after, you know, and I think that the, some of this is from Create a World. Some of this is from How to Think Sideways. It's just stuff that you learn, you pick up, you keep because it works for you and you just include. But I built that little map, you know, and and it's very small. It's just a county map, but it basically just shows like the outlines. And then I started doing the um, the uh, drawing with different colors so I think, okay, well, this will be water and then this will be the nature preserve. And oh my God, why is that town in the nature preserve? Oh, because it was grandfathered in. And then I realized like the other one, which also has a Native American name, it's in the middle of it. Why is it not, why is that one not in the nature preserve? Oh, there because they fought it. Because they fought it and they won and they kept their land. And yeah, so <laughs> it's just, it was boring shit for people who aren't writers I'm sure but it was fascinating as hell to me because I finally have a world that I really really love and I am obsessed with oh so. I'm so excited for you that is so cool and I cannot wait to read these books let's talk about our goals for summer fiction writing real quick before we get into this you talk about your goal real quick and then I'll talk about mine okay I have two goals and the first of them is to finish the Ohio novel in first draft and the second is to finish the Dead Man's Party revision. And uh, people are going, well, uh, I, I've seen a lot of these comments on the, on the board with, well, you know, uh, it, it takes so long to do a revision. Well, if you're doing it and you know how to do it, uh, it takes me about a week. Yeah, um, well, you have that seven-day crash revision that you put out first and then I was like well a lot of people might need something a little bit more in depth and then that's when you created the how to revise your novel right so if you've gone through that once or twice you could probably do the seven day right crash, exactly right? it's once you understand the processes and once you have eliminated a lot of the mistakes you make which you learn by going through how to write a no how to revise your novel um, you discover these amazing piles of mistakes you make um, <laughs> then you don't make them anymore so future novels require less revision <laughs> or or you catch yourself making them and then you make notations in like the provisional outline mm -hmm. or in in like a sticky pad on the printed paper and you put it there so you already have found that problem and you already know what you're looking at exactly so it speeds revision immensely so yeah. those are my two goals uh finish ohio novel and uh revise dead man's party mine is I want to write a Fulton Hills world book for myself and I don't want to finish it because this is something that will always be added on to anytime I'm writing a book I might think of something new I'll just put it in the world book so it'll be great for tracking for me mm -hmm. but it's also a great place to dump all of my research all of my previous story ideas all of my previous characters and I can start hinting at them coming into the future. If I can just get the background, the history of Fulton Hills and the Noho, which is my Native American tribe and has a longer name, 
Um, if I can just get the history down on both of those, I'll be happy. But I've already come up with new cryptids. I've already come up with, you know, a couple of different ideas for um, wow. things that I don't want to go into right now. But it was, <laughs> it's, that is my goal. And again, it doesn't have to be finished, but my, my goal wordage is about 25,000 words. I have 27 days to write. And during the week, I have two hours a day, 50 days to research. And that's Tuesday through Friday after I'm done with my Fulton Hills writing. Then I have two hours of research after that. So Nice. Yeah, that's my goal. So let's go ahead and get into this topic. This is event writing part two process. Okay. Um, let me say first that process is individual. It depends on your goal. The specific steps are different for writing a story or revising one, for example, but successful processes have common ground. Successful processes um, we're going to go through now. And step one of these is you have to show up. Um, your dreams pay you <laughs> the same way McDonald's does. And uh, McDonald's was one of my first jobs when I was a kid. And uh, I, I loved it. I, lo I learned so much from working at McDonald's. But uh, one of the things I, sh I learned was you have to show up for work. If you don't show up for work, you don't get paid. And it, this is a, a, an absolute, if you want to be a writer, you have to show up for work. And uh, when you clock in and you do your work with writing, it is a better, more joyful job than anything else I have ever done in my like, life. And I have had a lot of jobs I've actually liked, but writing is the absolute best. Yeah. So, you know, the first process is show up. And what, what's your experience with that? Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, it the to me, writing pays you in so many different ways, not just a physical money kind of payment. Um, if you want to be a writer, but you, d you don't really care about making it your living, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people have jobs that they absolutely fucking love, mm -hmm. but they're also creators, and they also want to write. So if, if you don't want to make a living at it, you still have to show up to, to get paid, to get the payoff of creation. So making yourself a little schedule um, is really, really important. There were many, many, many years where I was not, I knew I wasn't going to be doing this for a living at the time because I was having to provide for both me and my husband um, or we were both working and it wasn't making enough money. So we, you know, had to pay our bills and I can say that the days that I stuck to the schedule um, that I had created for myself, the days that I made time to write, made everything else kind of just dull out in the background, made the stress of the bills dull out a little bit. You know, yeah. we, we, and we were, we were really, really bad off there for a while. We thought we were going to end up homeless because he, his company had moved and had dropped him and it was either that or he had to move to another state and he wasn't obviously going to leave me behind. And <laughs> I was working as a maid. And I mean, I'm talking, I've, I've talked about the hours before. So every chance I got, I would write on the tri-rail. I would write, you know, when the other girl was driving, I had all of these great ideas and I would just write down ideas or I, I, I found the time to do it. And that's showing up. 
it, it doesn't have to be on a schedule. If, if your job is crazy like mine was where you're leaving it, you're waking up at like 4 35 o'clock in the morning and not getting home until nine, mm-hmm. you know, you need your sleep. You have to sleep. So find ways, even if you have to do what Mark has done and I have done on longer trips, which is talk to a recorder, talk to the, the voice recording app on your, on your cell phone. If you have to, you know, buy, buy one of those little things that, that magnetize, that holds your phone up in the car near your face and just talk out your ideas. It's not ideal for a lot of people because their process is physically writing something down. Right. But you learn to adapt. Yes. Yes. Your, your muse, your right brain will jump in if it sees that it's going to get a chance to play. It will work with you to, to get that playtime. To, to be acknowledged as, you know, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times it will adapt very quickly because if you are working at such a stressful amount of hours, it will show up very quickly and be like, oh, oh, I get a chance. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and getting to hang out with your invisible people uh, on a daily basis mm-hmm. and see what crazy things they're doing next is... Uh, an Im- immense stress reliever. My best day of writing when I was working in the ER was Monday, when I would come in after having worked 24 hours in two days, and sometimes a lot longer because sometimes I would work extra. Um, Monday morning, I would roll out of bed, and there would be words waiting, and I was ready because that was my my release from yeah yeah from from the frequently brutal job that yeah. I was working as my, my Bay the Bills job. So what is step two? Okay, step two is you keep the real target in sight. And this is, individual targets are different, but your target is not a brag shelf with 100 novels by, by you on it. it. It's not the line around the block waiting for your signature. Your target is just this one day just these few minutes, just this next set of words, because that is a target that you can hit every time you sit your butt in the chair and, and get to work. It's nice. Yeah, it is. It is right here, right now. What am I doing today? And, and that target, you win that a hundred percent of the time. If you just show up and then you sit down and do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is an amazing, really really amazing point and it it can be boiled down into just simply we only ever have right now mm-hmm. um so that right there it it's it's that baby steps kind of thing yeah writing 250 words in two 10 minute spurts doesn't feel like a whole lot but you know four days you have a scene mm-hmm. one year you have a novel yeah at 250 words a day yeah, yeah. 250 words a day you have a finish first draft in a year roughly you know it could be more it could be less depending on how long you want that big ass novel to be so that that is kind of the idea is do what you can when you can you know make make the time to do it and keep that target in mind because that's all you can ever do at any at any one moment that you are here right now right that's it that is all anybody can ever do is what you're doing right here, right now. And people complicate it so much by, by adding layers of stuff on it that isn't relevant. Yeah. That, that's, well, okay, 
but I also have to consider all the stuff that I have to do and then the other stuff that has to come after that. And then, no, no, it's just right here, right now. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're one of those people that always has everything in your head, write a list. Write, write down, a, you know, a, a put it on a piece of paper that's specifically for the novel or get out a little, you know, notepad and just write down everything that you have to do in order to, to complete this novel. But make sure that the first item is get my words mm -hmm. or write every day or whatever, however you want to word it. And then once the novel is done, you can cross it off and then move into the next step, which is going to be how do I figure out how to revise this thing? Right. And again, I'm just going to say how to revise your novel. I, I know we're not, you know, I'm not, it, it, but I just, I will, like I said before, I will take to my grave the amazingness of, of, of that, you know, I will always, always give that, that course a shout out because it's incredible. It's also like masochism, but it's, it's really, really incredible. The first time through it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, you've, got people dropping left and right like flies <laughs> and then they come back and then they're like i'm gonna take another go at it because it's the hardest thing i've ever done it is the hardest course i offer just yeah yeah it is it is and i know this and i say this right you know right up at the yeah. very front i think i've got it on the on the description of the class this is the yes, toughest class i offer and it's yeah. really hard it's but it is absolutely learnable it's absolutely doable and you only have to go through the crap once Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too. Like my husband and I, uh, we are watching the TV series alone and, uh, we are up to season four. So no spoilers, please, please people. But, um, we are up to season four and it's basically this, this time they give you two people and it, they are on the opposite ends of the area. They're 10 miles apart and one of them is hiking and the other one is setting up the base trail. And the one hiking has to find the other person with just a compass but it's in um it's not in patagonia it's in vancouver it's um something vancouver island i think in british columbia and it is just this slog of these <laughs> horrible horrible area with cougars and bears and wolves and they have to get to the other person and this is real life e this is a reality tv show and they don't have people filming them they are filming themselves and so yeah have they signed an if i get eaten by a bear waiver yes yes of course no. they have to sign the waivers these are these are hardcore survivalist types i mean <laughs> hardcore these people are amazing and some people tap out within a couple of hours like the 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 one guy who was talking shit about bears um, with his friends before he got into the into the actual world, mm -hmm. and then he sat foot on the the place, and then he starts walking around finding bear poop everywhere. He tapped out within five hours, and the goal is that everybody is ready to spend a year out there. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it's crazy and it's awesome. But my the reason I bring it up is how to revise your novel feels like that in the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. And then at the end, if you have if you're the last survivor, <laughs> you win that half a million dollars. It's it's you win because that that book is done and it feels like half a million dollars. It feels like a million bucks. It it but you have to get through Vancouver Island and bear poop. for however long. Yeah. <laughs> and bear poop and bears come up. There's 7,000 bears that live on that island. That's nuts, man. 
That is yeah. seriously nuts. 2,000 cougars. The bears don't scare me. It's the cougars. Because you hear bears coming and you can go, hey, bear, and you can stand up and make yourself big. And if it's a male, you know, you just back away real slow and walk off. And, and you do have a little bear spray and air horns. Cougars don't give a shit about none of that, <laughs> except for maybe the bear spray. <laughs> and cougars are silent. <laughs> yeah. So it, that's, that's like that, that, that kind of mentality is, is that, that course. But yeah, so going into the next step, what is the next step? Okay, step three, you find the joy the beauty, the love in your work. You find your passion. You find the thing that makes you drag your butt out of bed in the morning or stay up an hour late at night. And that makes your heart beat faster and that makes you know that you are in the right place at the right time. Um, the, you know, this is tough. This is it. The work itself is demanding because it is thinking and and being logical and being creative at the same time and putting together pieces of a puzzle that only you can see in the whole world this puzzle is just yours it is 1000 tiny pieces all of them are exactly the same color <laughs> and you have to figure out how to put this thing together but it is amazing and fascinating and fun and wonderful and this is the part of it that you have to find is where is your joy in this thing? Um, you are bringing imaginary people to life. Maybe that's your joy. You are building a world that nobody has ever seen before and that you mm -hmm. haven't really seen, but that you are unrolling it a little bit at a time like Becky and yeah. that what, what she is building with this amazing world that is just kind of unfolding in little pieces and whispering secrets to her in the middle of yes. the night. Yes. Um, it, it, this is, it is the most amazing, most wonderful, most fascinating job that I have ever had. And like I said, I have had some pretty cool, interesting jobs. But not like this, man. This thing is just love. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you're not crazy about doing character biographies, you know, just try to figure out a different way to do them. Um, you know, there, there's, there. You don't have to do a character biography because remember, th this is one of my favorite things that I saw, and I, I, I shared, I created a little um, image and I shared it on Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter. It was something Holly said: there are no mistakes in first draft, only opportunities, and that was fucking huge to me. So while I'm taking this, how to write a novel course, I, I, um, and writing the first Fulton Hills book you had a different way of creating characters and it leaves a lot of more mystery mm -hmm. and i love that so if you don't like creating characters um or, or doing these long character biographies with long descriptions don't just put some factoids in you know just write a little bit about what excites you about the character and then go from there mm -hmm. like she's saying you have to find your joy and i wanted to bring up stamina in this because we're talking about a three-month-long event and stamina is one of those things that is is really important. It's, it's like NaNoWriMo. You start in the very first day, you get 5,000 words, kicking ass. The next day, you maybe get two or 3,000 or maybe another 5,000. But you quickly burn out. Uh, I've seen this over and over and over again. Or people will only get, you know, like a little bit less than that 1667 that is the the daily that breakdown. Mm -hmm. And they just give up hope creating the goal that is workable 
that is achievable for you is important and that's why that's the first thing and that's what when you go into summer fiction writing if you're doing it with us really go through that goal set up workshop that Holly has it's very quick yeah um unless you're like me and you have to make everything more complicated <laughs> um but finding the joy I want to mention our our episode muse toys if you haven't listened to it yet and you want to do this uh summer of fiction writing check out the episode in muse toys so that you can get some ideas of if you start to flag if you start to kind of droop and and like you're you're just kind of slowing down and losing that motivation go back into muse toys figure something out that brings you back to the joy of why you started this in the first place and get your ass back to work Hey guys, it's Rebecca, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk with Holly about how to write a novel. Uh, It is currently on sale? Yes, uh, until June 30th. Okay, and let us know, just um, tell us a little bit about the course. It is 38 weeks. It is step-by-step with worksheets. It will walk you specifically from how to start with absolutely no idea for your novel and having never written a novel and work you through week by week so that by the end of the class you will have written a novel. I, I have it right now on the unfinished price. Okay, so this is still the canary slash splinter price. Right. This is the lowest it's ever going to be, but it also has typos and glitches. And exactly, stuff. exactly. Because while the course is now finished, I have everything, including the bonus done, um, which is a 39th week. So that does not count in with the lessons. The next time I release it, I am going to release it at the completed price. So why is it on sale right now? Because we are doing our summer fiction writing and I Ah, wanted people to be able to have this one last chance to get it for the canary price. Yeah, and it also gives you that great little incentive, like you go in there and then you've got the three months in order to, you know, write your book. Well, you know, I mean, to get started, it's going to take a little bit longer. Yeah, (laughs) because it's 38 weeks. But yeah, so okay, so it is currently on sale until when? Uh, June 30th. Okay, all right, great. So we just wanted to let you guys know that the How to Write a Novel, because there's been a lot of interest in it, the How to Write a Novel is at the lowest price it's ever going to be. I know I've talked about it in this episode. I know I've talked about it in uh, the last episodes that we've done. I have 20-something years experience writing. You know, I'm not a published author like Holly, but I have a lot of experience writing, and I'm still finding amazing stuff out of it. Go for it if you want, you know, go for it if you can. So thank you very much. We just wanted to take a minute and talk about the sale that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it helps sometimes if you think of it as playing. I get to play yeah. for, for uh, 1,500 words a day, which is basically what I'm doing right now, about 1,500 words a day, um, three, three days a week at the moment, uh, and going to be for a little bit longer because I've got to do a revision on Mondays and I've got marketing on Tuesdays. So Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays I'm doing I get to play for a couple hours, and I get to be who I would be if I were someone else. And I want to take just a second to talk about that a little bit, because people struggle so much trying to make their character characters match people that they know, or people that they imagine, that people that, uh, you know, they have seen on TV, or... Uh, people who are politicians or whatever people real people in the world 
But when you are a fiction writer, everyone you create is you if you were someone else. And the moment that you embrace that reality, when you get to be, ooh, this is me if I were this terrifying villain. This is me if I were this psycho nut job. This is me if I were uh, the hottest woman in the world. This is me if I were this sneaky old, little old, not even human creature who is who gets drunk eating cookies. Um, I built that guy. Um, <laughs> he is in the Ohio cookies. Yes, yes, he gets absolutely shit faced on two dozen cookies, and in it, it was it was hilarious when I wrote. It. I didn't know it was going to happen, and he shout, chowed down on these cookies that she baked specifically for him, and got completely hammered. Passed out on her floor, did what drunks frequently do when they are completely hammered so that she had to clean up after him. And Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yes. And it's just you allow yourself to chase the person that you would be if you were someone else and follow these things to their logical conclusions or their illogical conclusions, either one. It's a blast. It is a blast, and it's such fun. So... It doesn't, I show people a lot of different ways to accomplish the same goals. And um, when I built Character Clinic, um, people took it as, well, this, these are all the steps you have to take. And I specifically say in the beginning, don't do that. You know, this is a reference yeah. resource. You're going to get some ideas from this. You're going to, but just answer like two or three questions. And people have for a long time ended up building these long ass character uh, biographies prior to doing any writing. And I don't do that. I start out with people I don't know and I discover things about them as I write along. I've found that it's way more fun that way. Mm -hmm. um, I used to do a lot of character biographies and even with Glass House, um, I did a, a really long character biography for both of the boys. And a lot of it I needed to know, mm -hmm. but I could have found out through writing them. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the mistakes, and that's one of the things in the revision that I'm going to let go of is their character bios. I mean, some of it I do need to know, like, where, because there is a real depth to their lives that they have no idea. They're connected in ways they have no idea um, about. And... I need to know as the author, mm -hmm. but there's other things that, you know, I can let go of and build up a little bit more. I'm finding working through Misty and River and Tracy in the Fulton Hills book that I'm writing right now, that is the most fun I've ever had working with characters I, I barely even know. Right. While I'm sticking with the motivation for the bad guy, I, I found my old house on Andrews Ave paperwork the other day when I was decluttering and it was like Wednesday mm -hmm. and I was like oh my holy shit oh my god oh my god and <laughs> I, I read the first sentence and I said nope and I put it up because it's already different and I'm okay with that and mm -hmm. I, I want to leave the other thing for a future story yeah it's it's something I refer to in um how to write a novel as as a run ticket item which is R-N-T-K-T, which means reader needs to know this. And it's stuff that you start throwing into the story or start throwing into your character biographies because you think the reader needs to know this. 
and it ends up causing a lot of extrapolative writing or uh, no um expository writing thank you yeah um yeah expository writing where you are telling people what you think they need to know because 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 rather than letting them discover stuff well i don't i wasn't doing that oh well yeah but but when you are building in advance these long um worlds it it starts or these these deep background biographies and things like that then all of a sudden you have to start putting you you think you have to start putting all this stuff into the story so yeah because because you built it into the background so therefore reader needs to know this or run ticket and um they don't they don't they need to have things unfold and surprise them and, and discover it they don't need to be told things and so yeah that's uh the fun that you have in discovering them needs to be the same fun your reader has when the reader comes in and discovers it. When it hits you as a surprise, it's going to hit the reader as a surprise too. <laughs> so, you know, the fun thing that happens for the reader will happen, happen, that will happen for you is the fun thing that will happen for the reader. And if you're having fun, you're doing it right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So what's the next step? That's the last step right there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you have to show up. And you have to keep your real, real target in sight, which is it, just this place, this time, these words. And then you have to find the joy. Yeah, and finding the joy, again, stamina. So just remember, like, especially if this is something that is new to you or if this is, if you're going, if you're using the summer of fiction writing, as a way to try something new or as a way to dive into something you haven't done before. If you find yourself slogging through something that you feel like, well, I have to do this. This is a necessity. Almost like those those transition scenes you talk about in a lot of your courses where no, you don't have to do, if it's boring for you, if you're thinking, well, it's boring, but it has to be done. No, it doesn't have to be done. Right, yes. <laughs> Try some of the things that Holly offers in the Summer of Fiction course. So go in there. A lot of it is free stuff. Uh, She does have links to her courses in there as well. If you want to take a look at something, if you want specifically to spend your time building characters, we're not saying don't do that. Um, If that's what you want, she's got the clinics. Mm -hmm. If you want to work on building a world, building a plot, anything. I'm building my world book and I'm having the most fun that I've ever had working on Fulton Hill's as a world because I'm just just kind of discovering things. It, it's it's like I have this scene in the book that I didn't know was going to happen quite like this, but they have a historical society and then they have a secret historical, so historical society because there are two halves of Fulton Hills. That's beautiful. And there are actual names to, to each side. And I... When the character walked into the room, and she's been there before, and she looked around, and it's one of our favorite places in Fulton Hills at all, um, I was like, oh my god, this is my Fulton Hills world book. This is this is my, my information library. All of this in this area is, I can pull out any drawer and take a look in it. And that's, that's why I'm creating this world book, is because that, that is that room. That is every thing every article every journal page that's ever been written on a cryptid and shared 
and and every ghost story and every historical fact about the magic in in the area it's just everything everything is in that room and that is my book and that oh. is yeah it just it was such an, a great scene and that's what you kind of have to do is is keep it fun keep it as this kind of magic and this mystery that you keep unfolding for yourself and that that's going to keep your stamina even even when the writing itself gets hard because not every day is magic as some days you slog through i've had several days not every week do i get almost 1500 or 15000 <laughs> words in 4 days you know and that's not a huge amount but, but that's it's a an huge awesome am- amount I, I'm yeah. I'm just saying, like there are yeah. some people that write three thousand words a day every oh, yeah. single day, seven days a week, and don't take holidays off. I mean, those guys, you know, that's a different person. But when your goal is a thousand words a, a day, four days a week, four thousand words, and you get f- almost fifteen hundred, that's a great week. Yeah, fifteen thousand. But not every week is like that. Yes. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're sitting there and you're getting a hundred words every ten minutes. It happens. Mm-hmm. You just have to remember the joy and that the next day maybe your brain will be better (laughs) yes yes and and there are days everybody has them Uh, there are days when it isn't fun because there are just simply days that aren't fun and they happen to everybody but if you know why you're doing this and if you love what you're doing then you get past those days and yeah yeah and and the fun comes back (laughs) Absolutely. So um, what is our takeaway for today? Okay. Hard work and pushing yourself to learn to do difficult things is one of the places in your life in which you discover joy. Um, Just every time you have an opportunity to learn to do something different, take it. Every time you have a chance to push yourself to reach to some higher level, take it. Because if you persist... Um, you gain all of these new skills, you become better at things, you know more, you create more, you live a more joyful and wonderful and better life. And that is the best thing that any of us can do to make the world a better place, is to be more joyful and, and more creative people. Yeah. Yeah. And share that with everybody else and just be a happy, love, light, creation person in this world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there's your woo-woo for the day. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I go woo-woo so rarely that, you know, they, you, you have just seen the, the little tiny piece of me that, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, it, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm way more woo-woo than Holly. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that is our um, episode for today. The idea behind it is the long haul is the three months is, you know, and, and I wanted to say this too. I created a daily check-in thread in the summer of fiction writing. But again, this is for NaNoWriMo, Script Frenzy, any event that you're doing. If you're doing the three-day novel, it's 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 totally key to remember the love yes. that you have, the joy, keeping the joy around, remembering that because you've got three days to write and revise Write, finish, and revise as best you can this book. So um, I think at that point it's more write, 
finish and edit. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, all you're doing at that point is is slinging hash at a wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if you're submitting it right after that third day, whew. yeah. But it's a lot of fun. There are ways that you can create that that space. I know, some, like I've always had this idea of going to a hotel. You know, booking the hotel having like snacks and my well I'll probably have diet Pepsi and Coke for for the caffeine and then just sitting there and writing for three days and then having this this wall that makes me look like I'm a serial killer and or hunting a serial killer with all of my cards and all of the lines crisscrossing and all of my background I that is that is a bucket list item right there is I want to go in and write in a complete screenplay in like maybe three days or a week and Whoa. and have all of my shit up on the wall and look crazy. I want that is my that is a bucket list <laughs> item. Um, but that that's the kind of thing that you have to do depending on the goal you have, depending on the event that you're working in right. and the time frame that you have, is you have to find the way to keep your joy. So if it is having the picture of your hunky main character's love interest on the wall and you giggle every time you look at him fine i i haven't done that no Um, (laughs) no you would never do that no no i I don't have secret pictures of manu bennett and timothy oliphant stowed away young pictures of gary oldman in air force one even though he was a bad guy no (laughs) if there is a book out there that inspires you put it near you if that is something that inspired you to be who you are today, you know, keep that book on, on the shelf. I have um, a Dr. Seuss book on, on like right above my stuff and it's, oh, the places you will go. Oh, I love that one. And sometimes I'll have, I'll have a Shel Silverstein book where the sidewalk ends. Shel Silverstein for sure and Bruce Coville are the people who inspired me to want to tell stories other than you because you were the person that showed me I can do it because you were doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember you always writing and Shel Silverstein and Bruce Coville put that, put what you did into something that I could understand as a kid and want to do myself. Put something out that reminds you why you're doing what you're doing, even if it's a picture of your kids. Yeah. Okay. So if you'd like to follow us on the socials, we are at AIARWIP on Twitter and on Instagram, although I think it might all, it might be alone with invisible people. I think it's at alone with invisible people on Instagram. Uh, I've been saying that wrong. Somebody somebody mentioned that to me as well. If you want, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, I am trying to be more active on all three platforms, but on Facebook we are at alone in a room with invisible people. We would love to have you join us for the Summer of Fiction writing. You can go to summerfiction.com to read all of the details. There's plenty of links in there as well to, to bring you to the forum or if you need to create an account first, it's got the link there too. So summerfiction.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to coffee.com. That is K-O hyphen F-I.com slash alone. And every dollar really makes a difference. We really, really, really cannot I cannot stress enough how much I appreciate everybody supporting us the way that we do. We've, it's in any way that you can support whatsoever. That's great. You know, share, uh, talk about us, come in into the forums and ask questions and be a part of the community. I mean, it's amazing that that alone makes this podcast thing so much more fun. I mean, we are definitely doing it for you. So that's, it, it makes it, so much more rewarding for both Holly and myself when we can 
see how we're helping or see that there is a question we needed to answer. Um, but every, if anybody who has donated, whether it's a monthly basis or it's a one-time thing, I really want to just say thank you so much. Uh, if you don't want to use coffee, you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com and on the top right hand, there is a drop-down menu and that has five, 10 and $15 increments of support. And that is a one-time thing. You can do it whenever you want. And again, thank you so much. Uh, if you'd like to support Holly, there are three different ways you can go buy her fiction, look it up, H-O-L-L-Y-L-I-S-L-E. And uh, she's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, pretty much anywhere. Then you can also support her by going into the courses, finding one that you like. So we just want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode has been inspiring and motivational. And again, if, if you want to be a part of the community and be a voice on this podcast in any way, join up at hollyswritingclasses.com. It's a free account and just talk to people. If you have any questions, you can ask on the podcast forum or you can write me at show at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. And if you want to write to me personally about anything that you're going through right now, if you, you know, if anything I say has struck you and you need somebody to talk to, it's Rebecca at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. Thank you so much. We adore you guys. We love you guys. And we can't wait to see you in the forums. Holly? So I guess I want to wrap up by saying, um, come on in, hang out with us. We are going to have a wonderful summer. We're going to get a lot of stuff done. But just remember to write with joy, um, to, to find your fun in it, and uh, to, to be consistent, you know, show up, set targets that you can actually reach. Don't set impossible goals. Set goals that are doable and succeedable at <laughs> every, every single day. And find your joy. And uh, I hope I will get to hang out with you this summer and we will get a lot of stuff done.